From Phoenix to London. From L.A. to around the world. This is The Ticket. All sports, all the time, with your boys, former NFL Philadelphia Eagle, Ray Ellis, and Fan Man. Your number one fan-oriented sports talk leader, Voice America Sports. Work it, make it, do it, makes us harder, better, faster, stronger. It's making me stronger as always. You're listening to Rail Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man, and we're on the phone this time. You're not in the studio, Ray. So how does it feel to feel like me every Tuesday? Well, it's just modern-day technology has advanced so much in just a short period of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things that took years and generations and decades to evolve. Uh, it happens overnight, and uh, and we are benefiting from it overnight. I'm sitting in my office looking out uh, at rain. Can you believe it's raining in the desert? Well, you know, it rained here all day yesterday here in Huntington Beach and Laguna Beach and the uh, the OC, as they call it, and I sat and watched the winds howling through here. It was amazing. Well, I think, it, it. I, I think it actually rained on the Arizona Cardinals parade, too, because <laughs> they were, and we're going to get into that, Sam, man, yeah. because. Some people, that. some people just have to learn how to be winners. You have to learn that. That's something that I don't think people understand about sports. You have to learn how to win, and you also have to learn how to lose. Uh, these young men uh, have to understand if they want to be winners, they got to know how to accept winning. And to be able to put it in its proper perspective. Well, Ray, I was on the, I was on the blogs on the, uh, and I hate to say anything, uh, promote anybody else, but the Arizona Republic, and they, it was the same old thing, uh, same old cards. Here we go again. I mean, if you're going to make a run for the playoffs and you're in the playoffs and you're going to you're going to you're going to you're going to put up something that says, hey, we're a force to be reckoned with here, man. We are here and we're going to kick your asses if you think you're going to run over us like you did over the last 45 years. You have another thing coming. Well, you know what? They showed when they play a good team, and Minnesota's a good team, that they can't win. They can't do it. They, they play great against bad teams. When it comes to a really good team, they can't do it. Sorry. Well, I mean, they just can't. They're not going to go far in the playoffs. I, I, I say one game and I'm done. Well, one thing I will say for sure, and it's something that we got to be concerned about, the fact that, you know, you can only play uh, the team that is put in front of you, the record that they have and, uh, you know, how good they're playing or how bad they're playing. Hey, when they show up, you got to play that game. And I and well, I, would, I will say I will say that when they played the Giants, it, it was inspiring to many of us here in the Valley that were supporting the team mm-hmm. because they put a, a pretty good effort. Even though they didn't win the game, they, they played a competitive game which led you to believe okay that's something because again I remember we talked about this mm-hmm. is the, I think that that too was motivation for the Giants when they played the Patriots in that last game of last season that that's when right. they saw them again mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. they were not intimidated by them so again the Arizona Cardinals there's a lack of consistency here we never know which football team is going to show up when the Arizona Cardinals well, you know, you know, hit what? The field. I, you know there's, there's a lot of Cardinals uh, players and fans and People wondering what's going on, and and I heard on the air that with the TV's a so-called expert announcer saying that they were partying too much and they they were celebra- in the celebratory mood. And you know, as I well, as you know better than I do, you were a player, and basically, yeah, you won a game, so what? The next, you have to win the next game now. Okay, we did good. Uh, we being we're we're finally being recognized in the NFL as a team to be to, to deal with. And then they go and lose the game to that badly, and they're playing a good team. So it just shows, you know, like you said the other day off air, you said something, well, if this would have been a playoff game, would there have been a a difference? Uh, I think they would have lost. 
Well, one thing for sure is it, that helps this team is the leadership on this team. And the leadership well, where comes from... was the leadership from, last week? Well, the head, here, it comes from the head coach, uh-huh. and it also uh-huh. comes from their quarterback. And, and one thing about it is those are two guys that prior to that game, you can believe that they tried to help this team understand and to put things into perspective in terms of what they had accomplished at this particular point. And the only thing they had accomplished is an opportunity. They had an invitation to the dance. You know, you, you get it ticket you can go in mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that somebody's going to dance with you and so what we're looking at right now is a team that had never been to play i mean it's like when you're a kid when we're i mean we all love candy and if, and if somebody gave us a, a bag of m&ms we do our best to eat the entire bag because it's the first time mm-hmm. we haven't matured yet it's the first bag of m&ms you have well, you, you, you know, like it all you want to eat it all you want to enjoy it all but my right. point is, what is your point? these guys have never been here before so they they don't don't have the experience that a Kurt Warner has. They don't have the experience that a Coach Wisenhunt has to understand the guys. This is not it. This is not what we played this entire season for. We played the entire season to get to the dance, but to win. And so it, it was a premature celebration, but it was needed, and it's okay for this team at this point in time because guess what? They still get invited to the dance. They still well, you know, get a chance well, to go I mean, to the they, dance. They might have been invited to the dance, but when you lose 35-14 to 14 to Minnesota, 14 points, and you know what really upset me was the fact that Wisenhunt did not take uh, Warner out of the game, and I, I, I think I text messaged you about that, and right as I did that, they said it on the air. The announcer said, well, why? It, it was um, – forget who it was, who, who the two announcers were, but uh, it was Troy Aikman and um, blah, 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 whatever. But anyway, they were saying, right as I texted that, they said, you know, why don't they take out Warner? Warner was getting kicked, his ass was getting kicked all over the field. You saw the game. I mean, I was saying to myself, wait a minute, if I was the coach and I'm losing 35 to 14, I got five minutes left, I'm pulling the quarter, I'm pulling Warner out. And I'll put that Hollywood Matt in there and let him get his ass kicked. Bottom line is, they didn't do it, they went down to the two-minute warning, and then they finally pulled Warner out. Duh. And then, and then the rest of its history, down to 35-14 losers. Well, I, you know, again, I agree with you about perhaps maybe uh, the decisions should have been made sooner to pull Kurt out of the game. Do you actually think, let me, let me ask you a question, do you actually think at five minutes or even eight minutes left in the game, they're down 35-14, to 14, that Warner's going to pull it out in eight minutes? I don't think so. Not the way they played, how sloppily they played for the whole entire game. It was a disaster. And I would have pulled Warner out at eight, maybe ten minutes. I would have said, oh, I'm not going to take a chance of him getting hurt. No. What he's, what's he do? He keeps him in there all the way to two minutes. Warner could have gotten hurt, and then you could have really guaranteed, and I would have bet on this, guaranteed that they would have lost in the first game of the playoffs. Well, again, I mean, I I, I'm going to well, go though. back to something that I, that I think I, I talked about earlier in the year. And, again, the Arizona Cardinals, even though they didn't do – the performance of which you know we saw on the field uh, was subpar, beyond subpar. It was not acceptable. But one thing that they did, they came back in the second half of the game, and they won the second half of the game. Now that's what's going. To, once you get into the playoffs, regardless of what happens, the team that normally wins the second half of the football game normally that is a team that will win the ball game. So they, they still are coming back in the second well, half. What are you smoking? They didn't win the second half of the game. They lost 35-14. to 14. They, got, they got two touchdowns. Big yeah, but in the second half, they scored 14 points. Oh, yeah, big And deal. the Vikings only scored. And so that's, my, that's what I'm saying. See, ball games are won in okay. the second half. You're, you're, you played the game. I'm just Oh, yeah. And, that's what, and so that's I'm what I'm watching the stupidity. I'm right. Like, oh, so, yeah. But if there's anything, and I understand you wanted to, it was a 
fourth quarter, which once it got to a point where it has, okay, we're not going to come back I mean, were in you the fall- fourth hey, quarter. Weren't you falling asleep at one point with this game? I was. I was sitting here in a daze going, oh, No, that was last night. No, that was last night's game. Night we'll, really we'll, we'll, we'll get into that one, too. But to stick with the Arizona <laughs> Cardinals for Yeah, to stick with the Arizona Cardinals. And there's some things that are happening with the Cardinals that, you know, again, they're getting beat on big plays. And by the way, I want to give a little shout-out here. to I got a good friend of mine, fraternity brother, member of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated, but he also got the Jim Thorpe Award. Who and that's it? Malcolm Jenkins from The Ohio State University. And if the Arizona Cardinals need another corner, you can find another corner in Malcolm Jenkins. But we got to stop getting beat for big plays. I know Roger Hood is doing the best he can. He's in good position. But again, our secondary is letting us down. Our secondary cannot continue to let us down in ball games. That, let, me, that, let me say this to you. It's your secondary, not mine. Why? Yeah, because see, but there you go again. Now you're bandwagon. I mean, you are truly bandwagon. No, 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 hold on. That's a true. Anyway. Okay, listen, that's true bandwagon. If I've ever seen the definition, you, you see bandwagon, you see fan man. Because a couple weeks ago, you, you were on the wagon. You were happy they won. As a matter of fact, we had our good friend who's going to be joining us, by the way, Kwame Lassenter, on the show with us. And you just cowtailed. You, you stuck it between your legs. You jumped on the wagon. Now Kwame's not with us. You're off the wagon. Come on, fan no, man. No, I tell Kwame, I'll, I'll tell him right, right on the end. I mean, they, they, you know what? They turn around and they play because they play one good game and they go they go into high heaven like here. They're the gods of the football land. And then the, they're trying to make a statement in the NFL. They've been laughed at for years in the NFL. And finally, they beat all these other lowly teams to finally get to win the uh, NFC West. They, get to, they have that. And and now they go against Minnesota, and we talked about this last week. And I think Kwame even said that Minnesota probably would have the uh, would have would, would win this game. And I agreed with him. Well, one thing about okay, listen. Now you no, have the Minnesota. You have. I mean, yeah, okay, go exactly. Ahead. You you, you now listen. What? These are no choir boys that we're playing against. Choir choir boys, no, no, they, wait, listen, let's just get something straight here. Thirty-five to fourteen tells it all. That's what it tells. And if you think that you're going to go to a playoff game and you know how they play in the playoffs, it's a totally different deal. You know that. I, and I don't know because I didn't play, but you did. You know. Do you think this team is ready for the dance? This team is ready for the dance. Yeah, and, I, and, and, again, I'm going, to go back, here's, here's, I'm going to go back and I'm going to reiterate what I said to you at the time. If ever there was a time where it was the right time for them to lose a ball game, That's right, it, was, it was that time. Because it, it did not count. It did not count. Did not I mean, count. did you know? Do you realize this team could lose the next two games, have a losing record, and still win the division and make the playoffs and have a bye? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's ridiculous. But the fact of the matter—that's how terrible this division is right now. Well, but this football team. I just want to say one thing. We were talking on—we uh, were texting on Sunday, and you were in the bathroom. And by the time you came out of the bathroom, the game was like. Like you, you even said, you even said to me, "What the hell?" Don't you think that's a little bit too much information for people? No, no, because because it only took you a short time to go to the bathroom, and the game changed that quickly. That's a, that's the point I was trying to make. Well, but but you know what? And here's the thing. Here's is what I said. I believe I said this to my wife, and I, you know, trying to again help her understand football after the 25 years that we've been together. 
you know, I'm trying to explain her. Football games are a game of big plays. It, you, a football game is different than, you know, basketball. Basketball, you got to go up and down the court, and many times, you know, you, 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 you can hold on to the ball, but with a 24-second shot clock, you can't even do that anymore. you got to give it back. Football, one play, seven points. Another play, you know, another seven points. Well, six points, and you kick the extra point, or you kick two if you need to. So it's a game of big plays. So if you've got an explosive football team, you're never out of the game. But when I started to talk about our secondary a few minutes ago, seconds ago here, it concerns me because we are giving up the big plays. We're, we're missing tackles. I mean, come on. Kwame hey, hey, and I talked about missing tackles. Right. This team continues to miss tackles. Yes, they do. We're, I hear music in the background, don't you? Well, I hear the music, too. And, uh, you know, I guess that means we got to take a break here. So we're going to take this break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coach in the world. Yeah, we're finished living like it matters. And we'll be right back. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. Take the bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. I'm Ed Hanway, Chairman and CEO of Cigna Corporation. In America today, one in eight babies is born prematurely, and more newborns die from premature birth than any other cause. Solutions are within our grasp. Together with the March of Dimes, we can find the causes of premature birth. It's time for us to do more to help moms have healthy, full-term babies. Join the March of Dimes and moms across America. Sign the petition for preemies at marchofdimes.com petition. to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. And the fan, man. As we were going to that break, you know, I just got kind of caught up into it because, again, I was talking about, you know, the missing tackles and giving up big plays. And this Arizona Cardinals team is a team. Now, we've got big play hitters on the offensive side of the ball. We just got to stop giving them up on the defensive side of the ball. And I believe the secondary of which – 
early on started off as part of a perhaps maybe a strength of this defense is certainly the Achilles heel right now because the, the corners are, well, I'm, I'm going to say rod. You know, you just got to call it, you know, you got to accept you, you get the good with the bad. When you're doing good, we're going to tell you're doing good. Okay, right now, Rod, Rod is... I don't talk about this anymore. Well, I, I got to talk about it because, you know, he's a former Eagle and I, I got to say I'm Rod... I'm about him. I'm talking about I don't want to talk about the Cardinals anymore. <laughs> well, Rod's going to get back. But listen, we, we have a uh, caller with us. I believe Richard from Michigan is with us. Richard, are you there with us? Yes, I am. Hey, how you doing there, Richard? Doing real good. Hey, Man, Richard, you, uh, you, this is Fan Man. Hi. Hey, how you doing? I'm good, dude. Hey, Richard, you're, listen, you're calling us from Michigan, and so the only thing I could think of is, listen, you guys must be trying to jump on the bandwagon out here in Arizona because that, that team that you got in Michigan there, oh, my God, uh, what's happening with the Lions? Uh, you talking about Penn State, right, because the Detroit <laughs> Lions no longer play football in here anymore. Well, you know, I, I think a while ago I thought perhaps maybe they too were looking for some uh, some some help on bailing out as well, you know. But uh, they they already bailed, you know. They have let the city down. Uh, Detroit Lions, that's a franchise that's got a lot of history too. We 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 beat you guys up. I don't know if you listened to the show. We beat you guys up for the Thanksgiving game. We too, like everybody, was trying to boycott it. Didn't want you guys to play on Thanksgiving Day. But you had a chance. They didn't help his coach. You had him there for the taking. Didn't happen. Uh, did, did you get a chance to see the game? Was everybody upset? You had a chance to at least knock off Peyton Manning? Well, you know, the, the entire uh, Detroit metropolitan area is disappointed with the way the Lions are performing. And, uh, you know, certainly our hope is that, uh, you know, Lions go after a coach like uh, Bill Cowher to uh, beef up the coaching staff. But I would just tell you this, as long as uh, Mr. Ford continues to sponsor the halftime show for uh, CBS, uh the game will always continue because I think the Detroit Lions and Ford Motor Corporation are some of the biggest sponsors that they have for the football games. Hey, and Richard, I agree with you 100% on that. Well, you know, I can accept the fact that, you know, they're getting some... back, right? They're, they're getting some... Come on, listen, they're, they're going to put, put, some... wait, wait, put that losing team on Thanksgiving. You know, that's water under the bridge. It's over. I'm going to go to the next part of Detroit. Do you think they're going to go 0-16? And like you said right earlier, do you think that the uh, the uh, gamblers in Vegas are betting if they're going to go 0-16 and make a ton of money on it? Um, or you think I, they're going to win I, one I, game I, just I would to spoil just say somebody? the whole title on the, on the 0-16 because... You know, the players on the Lions actually are playing as hard as they can play. They don't want to be the team that goes 0-16. And uh, so it's room for them to, to, to create upset, but they're running out of time. I would think if they're going to get it, it's going to probably be next week. I don't think you can go to Green Bay and get it. Well, I, I can I can attest to this. You're exactly right. Players are giving the best on the field that they possibly can do, and, and it is uh, you know it's a tragedy that a, an NFL team in today in modern day football can go you know 0 and 16 because there is parity in terms of talent across the board. You know, you guys got a great receiver, and I'm a, I'm a very good receiver. He's not great yet; he hasn't played long enough. But you got a very good wide receiver there, uh, and you got some other talented ball players on the team. But collectively, everybody's got to show up one day and go to work, you know, understanding that regardless, nothing's going to stop us. We, well, we you know, Ray, Ray, they, Ray, they've had 15 days to show up and they haven't shown up, so, you know, what, what the hell's another day? Well, it, another day I means... Mean, if I were them, if I was one of those players, I'd be playing really hard to make sure that I kept my job for next year. That's what I'd be doing. 
Well, and, well, and in today's society, listen, I mean, the economy is bad out there. Hurt. There are going to be, Richard, I would imagine that somebody's going to come in. Somebody's going to come in to Richard, and, and I'll probably tell you, you can look at your team now, and probably, you know, 40% of that team, you know, four out of uh, the ten guys will not be on that team next year. It's going to be an overhaul of that team next year. Uh, Richard, Richard, would well, you agree that, with that's that? That's probably the direction it should go, but... You know, Mr. Mr. Ford is very conservative. Uh, he's not going to make too many moves too quick. Uh, he's owned the team since uh, the 50s. So uh, as, a, as a person who lives in Michigan, I, I'm not one who's optimistic about a lot of changes happening real quick. Uh, I agree with you that uh, Charles Johnson is a marquee ball player and they need to build around him. The running back Kevin Johnson is pretty good. So I would expect some sort of moves, uh, maybe a couple of linemen and some defensive players. I don't, you know, that's not the history of the Lions to make too many changes at one time. Hey, Richard, let me say this. The Miami Dolphins were in the tour last year just like the Lions are this year. And they brought in the right football people. And uh, they said, and this happened in Arizona, by the way, too. They brought in the right football people, and they made those teams in the winners. Uh, Miami was, you know, in Arizona, Arizona's the worst since 1948. Miami has had just a bad few years, but they brought in the big tuna. He turned everything around down there, and now they're 9-5. and five. Look at that. Hey, and Richard, nobody expected in the beginning of the season that the, Miami, the Dolphins would be 9-5. and five. Hey, and Richard, let me say this to you as well. Fan, man, you brought up an excellent point there, but that also happened with the Dallas Cowboys, and they turn around, you know, Troy Eggman, I think those guys like 1-15, they go and win the Super Bowl. That's right. So, so it, it certainly can happen. It's just a matter of, you know, again, Fan Man mentioned something else that's extremely important, too. you got to have the right football people now. you, you got really Matt McMillan, Matt's out of there, and, and I'm just thinking that, you know, it's, it's a wholesale changes has to happen, just like in Kansas City. Now, and Fan Man, you know I, st- I was on this at the beginning of the season. I looked at some teams, yes, and were. I told you my good buddy Herman uh, Edwards was in trouble, yeah. and Carl Peterson was in trouble, and, and Carl has stepped down, mm-hmm. and, and now I think Herman is the next one whose head will roll, you know, at the end of the season. But it, it certainly is going to have to be some wholesale changes there. And, and again, i got to throw in a, you know, a, a Buckeye stab here, too. You know, it looks like the entire state of Michigan and their football programs have to kind of tanked it out this year. The University of Michigan, you know, uh, perhaps maybe you guys can go down to the University of Michigan and get some ball players to come up to play for the Lions. Well, we, we took a bailout. So a lot of our athletes bailed out with the former coach, and so uh, I'm a diehard Wolverine fan. I have to tell you that, and um, I'm not happy with the way this year has been, but, you know, all of the people who seem to support our new coach uh, seem to believe that uh, Rich is the guy, and they believe once he gets the players in the program that uh, the Michigan program will come back. I'm hoping that that's next year because I, I can't take another year of this, and I certainly don't want to use you lose any more to your Buckeyes, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll say this. Uh... Uh, I don't think I know there was a change in coaches, but the coach inherited a number of players that were already there. He just got a freshman class that came in, and very seldom does a does a coach bring in uh, you know freshmen that the, all of a sudden the entire team consists of his freshman players that he brought in. So I'm I'm concerned a little about the existing talent that you guys had there, but uh, you know they were doing pretty good. They were respectable in the Big Ten past couple of years, uh, even though we've you know had some pretty good success against those guys. You guys have put up some very competitive games. So I guess I, I can't beat up on the entire state of Michigan like that. So, Richard, I, I, I'm going to say I apologize a little bit, but at the same time, I'm happy to see you. Whoa, 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 whoa. You always beat up on Michigan, <laughs> and you always beat up on the people and the fans of Michigan because you went to what? 
the Ohio State? Well, you know, I guess you yeah, get, you're you just get, being nice to Richard. You get that's all. You're just being nice. That's all. You don't want to hurt the guy's feelings. That's well, what hey, I, well, I, I appreciate the call, guys, Richard. I uh, appreciate you calling us in. And uh, I, I believe when the, uh, when when you called uh, somebody there in the studio told us that there was another issue that you wanted to talk to us about. Was there something else happening there in Michigan that you had some concerns about? You wanted to talk to us about? Yeah, Ray, I, I just wanted to br- uh, bring some attention to a situation we got. We we have a crazy rule here in the state of Michigan. I, I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with Football University, but Football very, University with are yes, the, uh, the sponsors of the uh, U.S. All-American, Army, All-American, All-American Army football they game. They set that up, and um, uh, this year they incorporated an eighth-grade game. And, and my son um, just happened to be one of the athletes who had got picked for the game. And uh, the Michigan High School Athletic Association has a rule, uh, Arkansas and I believe South Dakota, that forbids a player to play in an all-star game. And I think it's the craziest thing that could ever happen to a kid. He is a guy that's 12 years old and has been recognized nationally for his ability to play football. And then our high school athletic association says that if he plays in the game, there's a 365-day penalty as if he was in the NFL or something that he would have to suffer for playing in the game. Well, you know, I, I think I, I heard a little bit about this because I do have uh, contact with uh, some of the folks there, in particular Brett Cooper, who works with uh, the All, All-American uh, Army game there. And, and I think Brett is involved with this, uh, with this particular game for eighth graders. But I, here's my opinion. I just don't understand if, uh, if my son or my daughter was an eighth grader and, and they were uh, a part of a music program or if they were golfers or if they were an actor or an actress, uh, and they got an opportunity to compete in something, they wouldn't have to forgo any eligibility they would have at an at, I mean, at a program that dealt with their high school. I, I'm not sure I understand where they're going with that. As long as they're meeting all academic requirements, I could see them saying that in the event that you participate in this all-star event and uh, you're not academically eligible according to what the standards of the school uh, would be, uh, then you have to forego a year. But it was my understanding that somebody in that article that I saw had some concern about some academic uh, you know, requirements or perhaps maybe the, the foregoing their obligations of their academics. And that just, that, that will not happen, I'm sure. You know, they're students first and athletes second. And, you know, it, it's just to the point now where, you know, people are trying to stop um, other folks, I, I'm assuming, from uh, pursuing, the, you know, what they have a passion well, for in life. Let me, I read that article. It seems to me that, that it sounds to me discriminatory. What is the big deal? Against football players. What is, what is the big deal about one game? Well, I, I don't understand who puts these rules and regulations in. The kid is good. The kid is a good football player. And, if he, and like you said, Ray, if he's a, academically he's doing fine. What is the big deal about him being, being in an all-star? And, and Rich, I'm sorry, did, did you say that was your son, Rich? He is my son. I, I think the other part that I want you to, to be clear on is my son is an eighth grader, and this is the Michigan High School Athletic Association rules. They say that the middle schools and the junior high schools have to uh, abide by these rules, too. Hey, I'm sorry. We got music there, Rich. Why don't you hold on, and we'll talk about this on the other side of the break. Whenever you hear music, of course, we have to take a break. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. We're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. 
The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Jack, he'll get you right back to your health. JackLalane.com presents Jack, Jack LaLanne Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. Each week, Jack is joined by Elaine LaLanne and his nephew, bodybuilder, kinesiologist, and personal trainer, Chris LaLanne, to answer your questions and help you overcome your fitness roadblocks. That's three times the diet and fitness know-how. Three times the entertainment. Tune in every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific to Jack LaLanne Live on the Voice America Health and Wellness Radio Network. The opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cheer. And we're back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. And, uh, fam, man, we have uh, Rich on the line with us uh, from Michigan. And, of course, uh, Rich has been talking with us a little bit about the Detroit Lions and, and, and how bad their football program is and, and then also with Rich Rodriguez is doing up there with the University of Michigan, and now we're talking about uh, the younger generation of ball players, of which you know it's something of of concern because sometimes you know football is one of the sports where perhaps maybe somebody could possibly you know be burnt out. You know your body can only take so much you know beating and and abuse, and and then the practices are are long. Uh, but it is something that, provided they get the right kind of support and the right type of programs are structured and set up to benefit the student athlete, I think that they should reap all the benefits and all the rewards of the personal sacrifices that they make. Well, let me, let me say this. The, the kid has proved himself to be a very good football player. <clears throat> the kid has a right to go to the game. And I don't know who comes up with these rules. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't understand where the kid is being uh, hurt by this, by not being allowed to play in the game and have to forfeit this and do this and do that. I mean, he's a young kid. I mean, well, he's a good football player. It's just the future of football. Well, let him go play. And what, I think what, that what the article... Stupid game. 
Yeah, in the article I saw, it looks like there's there's some uh, former guys who play ball at Michigan and, and, and even in the professional ranks that are, that are a part of the program. At least their kids are a part of the program as well. Is that right, Rich? Yeah, that's true. Uh, 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 Harlan Huckleby, who uh, was a running back for Michigan in the uh, late 70s, his son uh, was selected. And uh, Mill Coleman, who was um, a quarterback at Michigan State, his nephew was selected. So uh, they're both uh, a little disappointed because, you know, you have the, the realization this is the first time that there has been such a game for eighth graders and seventh graders. And so for those two guys who were certainly uh, celebrated athletes in that time, uh, they didn't have these kind of opportunities. And Harlan even spoke to the uh, point of uh, saying that, you know, he would have loved to have had an opportunity to participate in something like this. Hey, Rich, but, let, me, uh, let me say this. Yeah. You know, you would have the Little League World Championship. It almost sounds like the same. All the kids go to the game. And, you know, it's a big deal. They have it on national TV. These kids are really good baseball players. and Everybody gets excited, even the adults and the kids. They love it. And I don't understand what the, what the problem is here. Well, here's what I heard, Rich, and maybe you could attest to this, Ben. Is there some truth to this, that they were concerned about about who was competing and who got a chance to, I guess, try out for this All-Star game? Yeah, the rule says it doesn't matter how it's selected that uh, kids from the state of Michigan cannot play in national championship games and or all-star competitions. So if we was, you know, if we were so much as to have a youth league all-star game within our league, that would violate the Michigan High School Athletic Association rules as well. So kids cannot play in any form type of an all-star game uh, in the state of Michigan. Long, well, let me, let me just say have, this. There's one of my favorite movies I ever watched, Eddie Murphy made, called Coming to America. And at the end of the movie, uh, Eddie's um, – it was Eddie's father who was sitting in the back of the limousine with his wife, and they were mad because Eddie wanted to marry somebody who wasn't the person that he was supposed to marry because of an arranged marriage. And the wife said for him to change the rule. And he said, well, who am I to change the rules? He said, I thought you were the king. Well, listen, the commissioner of this league needs to step up and change that stupid rule because there's no reason why these kids should be penalized. Young kids are competing in in athletics and all type of competitions at every age. And I believe, as as a matter of fact, if we watched the Olympics this year, we were a little concerned about perhaps maybe the Chinese or the Japanese, some of those kids competing in some of those, um, you know, gymnastics events at a younger age because at a younger age they don't really understand the competitiveness and what it's all about winning they really are just enjoying themselves so therefore they wouldn't have the stress of i gotta win on their backs and on their shoulders we need to let these kids you know like charlie sifrick said back in the day charlie said just let me play just let the young man play you know i just hope nobody gets hurt and that they have a good football game. If they get exposure across the and, – and, and, fan man, I appreciate you bringing to the attention about the Little League World Series. That's some of the best baseball you ever get a chance to see. Why, thank you. Why, oh. thank you, Ray. And so I, I just think that they should go ahead and open that up. And, and I want to tell you, uh, whatever we can do to help, uh, you, you know, not just because it's your son, because Fan Man or I do not have never met you, Rich, but we certainly appreciate right. you supporting our show and calling in. But whatever right. we can do to advocate for youth sports. I mean, come on, we got the most obese society in the world right here in the United States of America. Now we've got some kids who are athletically have gone out and exempl- you know, exemplified this talent, and we don't want to reward them for it. We want to punish them. Ah, oh, that stinks. It's like Michigan. It I'm sorry. Stinks. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to say stinks. that. Part, they but, stink up there. Stinks. But hey, 
Thanks for calling, Rich. We appreciate the call, man, and we'll keep advocating for for your son and for that program out there. See hey, you, Rich. Hey, hey, thank you. I think you guys are doing the first step and just bringing attention to it. So I want to thank you for taking the time out to talk to me on your show. It's a great show. Okay, thanks, man. Thanks, appreciate brother. it. See you later. Have a good day okay. now. Happy holidays. Right. Hey, 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 fan man. Yeah. Man, that little young man probably needs to suit up for the Lions, I think. I think he could probably help them out. <laughs> he could probably motivate those guys to win. Oh, yeah, man. He yeah. could probably. They need hey. some help. He, he, he may be the next Barry Sanders, they and, and they're, trying to, yeah. they're trying to stifle his growth and his potential. He's the next Barry right. Sanders, and, and they may, you know, this could be so devastating to him that he may not want to play football anymore. That's ridiculous. I, you know, I wanted to ask a question because he's in eighth grade. You know, in some eighth grade, as a matter of fact, out here in Arizona, they don't even have football teams in the eighth grade. So how could the athletic association make a decision like that when you don't even have football? Pro- so you know, I, I, think- I, I really don't know. I mean, these people make these rules up, and, and you know they know that the the Pop Warner Association. They also know that there's you know all star games and this and that. And but I, I, I don't fo- I don't follow it that closely. But yeah. I think it's very unfair to a young athlete, somebody who who loves the game and is very good at the game, should be able to uh, go go play in the game. Why why, why? is it jealousy, enviness? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. What I don't know what it is. What I don't these know. People, why don't these people just come straight out and say what they mean? Yeah, right. And, and that's you know, speaking, of, speaking of that, yeah, say what right. they mean. My man, Charles Barkley, said what he meant. And you and I were talking about that a little bit. And Charles had an opinion about the University of Auburn football coach. Did you? Did you? Did you read that? Did you hear about that? Yeah, I kind of. I, I kind of read about that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and Charles, you know, who's always been outspoken, and there are many people out there, and I want people to understand this. Uh, you know, Charles Barkley probably has the the least amount of prejudice in his bone, in his body. You know, he has children that are biracial. He, of course, is black. His wife, of course, his wife, is yeah, white. And, yeah. and so, I mean, but Charles said that hey, at University of Auburn, he thought that it was they didn't want to hire a black coach. They're not ready to hire a black coach down there, you know. And it's like, when are we going to get over that? Just let's just put the cards on the table and let the best person win, you know. University of Auburn, come on! If you guys want to win some more f- football games, you, you know, come on, get the best man for the job. Don't worry about what his color is. Let's get beyond that, particularly in sports. Yeah, we're way beyond that. They they got to hire a coach who's going to take that team and take it to the to the level that they need to be, whether it's black or white or Chinese. It doesn't really matter. It matters about the quality, and it matters about the coaching ability, and it matters about the teaching ability of a coach to come into that in that school and make it a winner. That's right. Charles, you, that's Charles is one hundred percent right. Uh, you got you got to get somebody who's going to get those student athletes motivated to play football games. When they're on, the, first of all, they got to be eligible. They got to get their. Uh, right. They got to make sure they're, they're they're eligible to play. Get on that football field and win football games. And whoever is the best person to get them to play at the highest level and to get Auburn into you know a championship game. Yep, that's right. You know that's what they're looking for. And so I, I'm going to call our you know our good friend Joe Cribs. Uh, you know, one of the greatest running backs, if not the greatest running back to ever play down there, um, you know, at Auburn is, you know, going to be uh, joining us on the Voice America Sports Channel, you know, coming here soon. So uh, Joe, who is uh, working with a, a new league, and we're not going to talk too much about that because we'll let Joe talk about that, mm-hmm. a new league that is uh, going to be um you know, about to come to fruition here soon. Joe's the commissioner of that league, so I'm wondering why Joe wasn't considered for uh, that that job, or why they didn't call him or ask him a few questions. And perhaps maybe they did. I don't know. I haven't talked to Joe about that yet, but mm-hmm. I wonder what Joe would have to say about that uh, about that coaching um, position too, as well. But let's let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the NFL because there were some good games that uh, that. that 
what played this past week. Well, why, why don't we start with last night? Well, last night, I said good games. Now, how are we going to talk about last night? <laughs> you were falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, i got to say this. Okay, everybody knows I played for the Eagles, I played for the Browns. Yeah, you played for both teams. But listen, but listen, when I, listen, we always took the field to compete. When I was there with the Eagles, we lost, well, one time we lost, I think we lost seven games by 21 points. I mean, we were extremely competitive. But last night, when the Cleveland Browns, listen, it, this is what happens at the end of the year. At the end of the year, if you don't have a chance to make it to the playoffs, you want to be a spoiler, but more importantly, like you talked about earlier, family, mm-hmm. you want to keep your job. Mm-hmm. There's a time for you to make sure that when they're in the offseason, when coaches are thinking about firing people, cutting people, making trades, you want to make sure you secure your position on a team. I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Cleveland Browns last night. You know what? They're just not motivated. You can tell. And you know what? It's funny. That was the first touchdown they got since November seventeenth, and it was a defensive touchdown. It was a defensive touchdown. So they haven't gotten an offensive touchdown since November seventeenth. So there are a lot of problems on that team, starting with that head coach. And they were talking about him last night, which I thought was kind of not too cool to be doing that, saying he's going to be replaced and Cowers coming in and Marty Schottenheimer, and they're making all these like so-called uh, rumors. Okay, they, they, I'm going to be Jaws now. I'm going to be my good buddy Jaws. They who is they, fam? Man, who is they that are making the comments? Yeah, who is they? I, I don't know, but, is, but, is but you're they, right. Is, is, you know, I don't know who they is, but you know, people, you know what? The game was so boring and so bad that they had to talk about something. So they had well, to talk about that coach's head on the on the Brown side that he, he's going bye byes And then they're they're already saying it could be this guy, it could be this guy. They try to college coach, they try to pro coach. They they're naming the names and they're well, going listen, on and on. Man, man, here's what here's what I think they should have done because you and I have done this. When, when we talk about people, at least, and we we have a platform that we can talk about people, we at least will stand up to what we said. Okay, so I have said before about a coach that may be in jeopardy if they don't turn it around. And in this case, you know, Romeo, you know, listen, he hasn't performed based upon the expectations of him as a coach to come in there with the talent they were to to assemble, or they did assemble. Last year, it gave them, you know, at least there was hope based upon what they did last year, and they thought they would perform much better. So now, yes, I'm sure that management is considering – when they evaluate the season, they're going to look at the coach and think perhaps maybe we need to make a change, you know, in the head coach position. So I'm agreeing with that. When you look at what he's done, like we talked about the little kids, what they mm-hmm. did, they earned the right for mm-hmm. He hasn't necessarily, based upon this year, what he did last year, yeah, but the year before that he didn't do so well. So, okay, maybe they're going to make a change. Well, the Browns well, fans, you know, I feel sorry for them. I know what it feels like if any Browns fans are listening right now because, you know, in Phoenix with the Arizona Pigeons and all the issues that we've had over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years with them. And um, the, the, the Browns are feeling really bad, the fans. And watching that game, it just seemed to me that the coach was just standing there going, oh, what do I do now? Uh, well, you know what's interesting you say that because uh-huh. of the fact that when you look at the Eagles. Uh-huh. Now, the Eagles just a couple weeks ago, uh-huh. I mean, everybody, they threw Donovan under the bus. Oh, yes, they, they, did. Just, they just didn't run him over. They threw him under the bus. They didn't run him over. So he came out, you know, he wasn't tarnished and 
got up and came back and just won a couple games. Now, that can happen in the NFL. You can have a couple turnarounds. Now, the Browns got two last games. Perhaps maybe they can end the, note, the game under season on a positive note. But it doesn't look like that right now. So it looks like now there's a lot of guys last night that played that could be playing their last couple games, you know, for the Cleveland Browns. Because, again, that's another where I think there's going to be some wholesale changes there on that team. You know, some big decisions are going to be made. Some players who are there now perhaps maybe won't be there, you know, next year. But that is a team that, listen, I don't think they earned their paychecks last night. If, they no, would have they been, if, it, was, if it was a competitive game, and we've talked about in this economy, people are spending good money, you want to see good entertaining well, like football. Like you said last night yourself, you fell asleep. I watched the whole game all the way to the end, and they were talking about Andy Reid, and they were talking about McNabb, and they were saying that, you know, McNabb is uh, pissed off, and he's going to show uh, the fans, and they're going to show Andy Reid that he's a guy, maybe he's showboating for the, his next gig at him when he leaves Philadelphia, if he leaves Philly, and they go back and forth about that. Well, we got a little music music there, fam, man. You're a veteran. You've been here before. You know what we got to do. You got the music. We got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one co-host in the world. You know we're in Phoenix living like it matters. We'll be right back after this message. Your internet flagship station for sports. Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Take a look inside the country's fastest-growing professional sports organization. Join Robbie Kendall for Inside the ABA on the Voice America Sports Channel. The show will feature weekly interviews with the owners, players, coaches, and influential league executives. Tune in and be a part of the fastest-growing sports organization in the world. You can hear Inside the ABA every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need to bitch his ass and then move oh, on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We're back. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network with the number one coach in the world. Amen. And, uh, fam, man, I want to take a time, man, to uh, talk about some of those games. As we said, uh, you know, good football was played not last night, but certainly, you know, the Dallas Cowboys, I don't think the game was an indication, uh, the score was an indication of the game because even though the Cowboys ended up winning it 20-8, to 8, um, 
it was a, it was a good football game, and and Tony Romo, you know, hey, he 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 demonstrated his toughness because there's no doubt in my mind, the young man was in so much pain he could have come out of that ball game, and you know had somebody else go in there, but he he knows what what they got in their backup quarterback, so he had to stay in in order for them to win. Right. What I, what I what I need to say here about the Giants, what the hell is going on with them? They lost two games in a row. They 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 have to get their act together like very quickly, or they're not going to be around. Well, it's two one of those things. Like, Eagles and Cowboys. Well, it's one of those things where you talk about you know premature, and and they peaked perhaps maybe too early. Now I'm not going to say I still think the Giants are a very good football team. I'm saying they are and too, I, but what happened and, to them? They're falling apart. It well, like again. They, but they've only lost three games the entire season, so it's it's just the last couple that they've lost. But again, like I said, with the with with the Arizona Cardinals, you can lose games when they don't really make a difference to you in terms of you being able to get into the playoffs because that's when it counts. In the playoffs, if you lose one game, you're done. You you take your ball, you go home. Right now, they can the only thing they could possibly lose is the home field advantage. But again, it, home field advantage in the playoffs again that sometimes it makes a difference. But most of the time, listen, you still got to win. Regardless of where you play, you got to win. But right now, they're, they're, they're banged up, too. Now, remember, they don't have the big fellow in the backfield running the ball, you know. Yeah. So that, But Tony Romo, I mean, you got to tip your hat to him. You know, everybody's talking about the Cowboys and, and T.O., you know, and, you know, he's always a scapegoat for when things don't work out right. And, and then you got, uh, you know, Romo throwing the ball to his best friend, Witten, the tight end. You know, throw the ball to people who make plays. Well, you, you know got, what? After the game was over, they interviewed the three of them, and they said that they made all that up just to get everybody upset. They were laughing their asses off. Well, I, you know, and again, perhaps maybe they could because that takes you back to the to the they and the we who, who make up the these stories and where do they get the information from and, you know, yeah, they, they probably were laughing at everybody who was, you know, taking that story and running with it and they were at practice practicing their asses off to and, do the and, best and they, they could. they were having fun by the rumor being spread all over the media, which was funny. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious myself. And, uh, you know, it just shows the sportsmanship and, and, and the whole thing. It was, it was just good. Well, it's, and, and, and you're right about it. And they were, you know, the joke was on the media for, for trying to follow yeah, the media you know, looked like something. The media looks stupid. Yeah, exactly <laughs> and, right. want, and the media doesn't want to realize and say we got taken. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, there was some other football out there, too. All Good right. football out there. Again, of course, the Steelers, Big Ben just continue. The Steelers just win. You know, Al Davis, the, 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 new, the new Al Davis, the new just win baby is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Because that's, that's what right. they do. They win. You know, yep. they, too, are 11-3, and three, mm-hmm. and they just win. And they win the kind of ball games that you at champions win. And that's close. And they are be champ- ugly. They, they, they're going to be in it. They, they yeah. are just playing so, so well. And they got first-round buys, uh, Tennessee and Pittsburgh. And, of course, uh, the Giants and the Panthers. On the and the Ravens look good. The Ravens are a good football yeah, team. Yes, they you are. Know, they're a good football team. And that was a good game for the Steelers. You know, those are the kind of games that you want to close. You want to close the season out. Arizona Cardinals, if you're listening, you want to close the season out playing good football. You don't want to peak too early. Like we not, we're not saying that, that the Giants peaked too early, but the Giants were on a run there, and uh, perhaps maybe you know the injuries could be catching up to them and, and things of that nature. But I like the way the Steelers just find a way to win. It doesn't have to be pretty. Just find a way to win. The Steelers, that was that was a good game. Isn't that what they call a champion? That's what, and they, okay. they got a few of those okay. rings too. Okay. You know, yeah, I tell you somebody else who's, okay. I tell you somebody else who's a champion too. We, I don't care what the reason is. 
nobody at the end of the year when it's all said and done with you get your rings, you get your get the trophies. I'm telling you, Brett Favre and his team is finding a way to win. The Jets nine and five are finding a way to win. Well, if you remember back in the beginning of the season when all that stuff is going on about about Brett Favre and they they had the I think the bookies had the Jets three or five hundred to one to get into the playoffs, and when they acquired Favre, they went to seventy five to one, and here they are. Yeah, and, I, and he, he's just, imagine he, what one guy can do. Well, the man knows how to win, you know, and that's you that's just exactly you, right. you don't give up, you know, you don't give up, and you know, I, I remember he threw an interception, and the coach is on the sideline shaking his head and everything, but you know, Brett's been there before. He's threw an interception before, but the team, the team didn't rallied. give up. The, the team, team rallied, didn't give up. The team has rallied around Favre, and the New York Jets fans are happy as they could ever be. I think it was a big fella by the name of Ellis who came up with a big play in that game. Ellis, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out yeah, to my cousin. Ellis. Is that your cousin? Is that your uh, <laughs> my cousin today, you know. And let, let's look at another there's one. Another Ellis. Wait, wait, there's another Ellis on the Cowboys. Team. Yeah, it's all kind you of all over the man. place, man. You well, let's, 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 give a, let's give another shout out to another winner. You know, again. Peyton Manning, the Detroit Lions. We talked about it earlier, but we didn't give Peyton his credit where he's due. They found a way to win. Yeah. That's it. And you, when you get winners like that, winners know how to win ball games, you know. And the Tennessee Titans, I want to talk about them for a second because, I, you know, Jeff Fisher. I'm not sure why Jeff didn't kick the field goal. You know, you didn't have, you know, I guess he just wanted to stick a dagger in their hearts, you know. But the Texan football team, Houston Texans, they look like a team that probably a couple players away, but they're a team to be recognized with and, and to recognize for what they're accomplishing because they're playing good football. The Houston Texans are, are finishing this season on a good note and getting ready for next year. And, and Tennessee's lost a couple games, too, now. So, hey. Now, Tennessee plays Pittsburgh this Sunday. That's yeah, going to be interesting. That is probably, and we're going to talk about that to close of the show. We're going to talk about that because we have another minute. Well, a couple the close minutes. of the show is coming. You got two yeah, we got a couple minutes, you know. But, uh, you know, too bad for what's happening out there in Green Bay. You know, I, you know, I didn't want to go there, but you know, the Jaguars, you know, you know, just went in there and you know, it, Jacksonville won wonder, that ball game. I wonder how the Cheesehead fans feel now that Favre is over there. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wonder how they're feeling. Right. I wonder yeah, if that GM can walk around Green Bay and go to a bar and have nah, some chicken wings. He, he, probably hiding. Can't, in his no, no chicken wings. And, 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 and a shout out to shout out to my man Castle out there. You know, his his dad passed away, and uh, we want to congratulate him on four touchdowns. Passes, you know, against the Raiders. I don't care who it is. Four touchdown passes in NFL game. Anybody can beat the Raiders. Hey, man, but that that's a great and 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 his dad died, so I'm sure he's he was uh, you know happy about that. But listen, I think a high school we, team could beat the Raiders. Yeah, we got we got some we got some games coming up this week, and uh, you know I think there's some very good games that are coming up this week. I think the best game, you know, Dallas is playing. Dallas is playing the Ravens. You know, I I think that's Baltimore and the Ravens, the Dallas Cowboys. That sounds like a good football game to me. Could be one of the best. Uh, another one is Carolina and the Giants. You know, I think right now, no doubt about it, Steve Smith, best wide receiver in the NFL. Mm-hmm. No, we 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 always agree to that. Yeah, best wide receiver. Pittsburgh is also playing Tennessee, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, Pittsburgh's already clinched. Tennessee's already in. Uh, do you beat up each other, or do you kind of hold back a little bit and just limp into the playoffs? Uh, I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I would say beat up on each other. Yeah, I always I, like yeah, to like yeah. that. Hey, make it interesting for the fans. That's and exactly like, beat right. Beat up each other. Hey, we're going to win. We're going to stomp you into the ground, man. Miami's going to go into Kansas City, and, and, and you know Herman's looking to save his job, and Miami's looking to make him to the playoffs. 
I, I see Miami coming out with a victory there. And so do I. And I, I am excited for Miami. I mean, they've been put down for how many years? The big tuna goes in. Tuna, changes, tuna. Changes everything around, and bang, oh, here they are back into a 9-5. to five. Great job in Miami, and the Miami fans must be hey, let's, it up. Let's, let's be a homer on this. We got, the, we got the Philly boy who's playing for Atlanta going into Minnesota. You think he's going – do you think Atlanta could beat Minnesota in Minnesota? Um, you know, I, I, that's going to be a toss-up between those two because last week you really didn't say you, you saw a Minnesota team just mow down the, the Cardinals. Atlanta's a lot different. Atlanta, Atlanta wants to – they're still on the hunt for that uh, wild card, and I think they're going to go in and they're going to fight them hard, and it should be a very interesting game. I, that's all I can say. Well, perhaps maybe the Seahawks might win one for the coach because I think it's his last home game, and, yep. and the Jets are showing up there. But Brett – Red's on the road, man, so I don't know. Hey, there's a lot of good football coming up, a lot of football games, good football been played in the past, but our time has passed. It's time for us to go. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network with the number one co-host in the world. Man, man. I hate to say this, but as always, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time you've been listening to Rail of Sports. We're in Philadelphia. I'm sorry, we're in Phoenix. We used to be in Philadelphia. <laughs> we should be but in Phoenix. Phoenix. Living like it matters. Have a good one. Later. All about you can't take me for granted a smile.